Hi everyone, welcome to the It's Growing Season podcast. I'm your host Maggie, and this series will be about all things related to real growth, true health and wellness, and learning to love and care for yourself. Thank you so much for being here with me today. I hope this podcast inspires you to invest in yourself more and to never stop growing into the best version of you. So without further ado, let's jump right into the show. Hi everyone, welcome back to the It's Growing Season podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today for episode 26 with Ella Greenwood. Ella is an English actress, writer, director, and activist. She's known for creating the film Faulty Roots, which is a film on friendship, dreams, and depression, which is aimed to promote teenage mental health awareness. And it's a short film about two teens with different genetic conditions who are forced to form a friendship. She's also an ambassador for STEM4 and the director of the mental health-focused company Broken Flames Production. And a couple of days ago, Ella made it to the Europe Forbes 30 under 30 list. So a big congratulations to her. That is absolutely amazing. And yeah, I'm really fortunate to have her on my show today. We have a conversation about her film, the representation of mental health in media, teenage mental health awareness, and how we can normalize these conversations in order to make them more acceptable in society. So I really hope you enjoyed this conversation. I had so much fun recording it. And yeah, let's dive right into the show. Hi, Ella. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks for having me. I absolutely loved watching your film, Faulty Roots, and I'd love to talk about that today. Um, But before we dive in, could you tell us a bit about yourself so the listeners can get to know you first? Sure. I'm Ella Greenwood. I'm a 19-year-old filmmaker, mental health advocate, and I have my own production company, Broken Flames Productions, which um, we're building a slate of mental health-based projects with. Mm -hmm. So why the focus on mental health? I understand that mental health is such an important topic right now, but why specifically this in your own filmmaking? It started from when I uh, decided to make a short film and, you know, I just thought I want to do it on something that I hope would be important and would help people and also something that I had experience with. So I decided to do it um, on mental health and on a teenage girl with depression. And I just, I really enjoyed doing it. And, you know, I had some wonderful responses from it too. So I just thought, well, there's so much more that I want to say in regards with mental health and different aspects and different experiences that I'd, you know, I'd I'd really want to focus on that. And also just, I'd seen such a lack of representation in the media. And then what I had seen was overemphasized, negative, harmful. Mm -hmm. And I just, yeah, I really want to work on on changing that. Mm, That's amazing. And how did you get started with filmmaking and directing? Like, was that something that you've always done? No, so I always wanted to be an actor um, and I've been with an agent from a young age. So I've been auditioning, working on various different projects, you know, minor roles sort of on on big projects and also smaller ones um, and getting experience that way from just being on set. And then I thought, well, I want to try making my own work. I want to try telling my own story. So I'd never had experience of filmmaking and 
I just wanted to. I'd, I'd seen a bit of it and I thought, you know, I'm just going to try. I'm going to do all that I can learn whilst doing. And that's sort of how I started filmmaking, how I started directing. And yeah, I just absolutely fell in love with it. Like I love filmmaking so much. And look how it turned out. Like that's amazing from like no experience to creating such a beautiful film. And well, I'm, that's amazing. I'd love to hear about your own experience with mental health and how that contributed to the work that you do, you know, the focus on mental health in your work. Yeah, I mean, for me, like when I started struggling, it happened over a very like long process. Like I didn't know what was happening because I just hadn't even heard about mental health. I had no clue what it was. Um, And yeah, it was just sort of like, I felt like each day, like I was just like losing a piece of myself. And I was just like, I don't know what I'm feeling or what I'm not feeling. I don't know why I don't enjoy this anymore. I don't know why Mm. this bite me. Like I just, I literally thought like, I had no clue. I just thought it was a part of growing up. Like, (laughs) oh God, I'm gradually turning into an adult. Here we go. (laughs) But you know, I didn't realize that it was, some something that I was struggling with and something that I could get help for um so yeah it happened like like I can't tell you when exactly it happened or why there there wasn't anything that caused it like no Mm -hmm. event that made me sad which a lot of people sort of assume it would be Mm -hmm. that's so interesting how you didn't even know what mental health was like and I think that is a problem nowadays in society that there's no you know you don't give a name to it but I think perhaps the lack of giving a name to it makes it seem like it's normal, but it's not like that is that sh- that's not the norm. Yeah. And I think also like even people that had sort of a vague idea on mental health or know what it is like would just sort of put it to maybe like a middle aged man. Not mm-hmm. you wouldn't associate with like a 13 year old, really. You'd say, oh, yeah, they're, they're stressed. They're falling out with their friends. And that's what I got a lot of the time, like have you fallen out with your friends are you stressed about school and it was like well no like I I don't know what I'm going through and it was like no one else wanted to put two and two together either because it was just sort of like well a 13 year old can't be (laughs) depressed like that doesn't make sense yeah it's like because of your young age people don't validate your experiences yeah yeah and there's also that whole stigma with mental health where people think that you know mental health is for people who are older or you know, it's weird if you go to a therapist or see a counselor, that type of stuff. And that really contributes to the problem. Mm. Yeah. And I'd love to talk more about your own film, Faulty Roots, and what the inspiration was behind the film. Yeah, Faulty Roots is about a teenage girl with depression and her mum tries to cheer her up, you know, um, by making her reconnect with an overly positive childhood friend. So it's Mm. sort of the contrast yeah between someone who is very happy and upbeat and someone who is struggling with their mental health and just the way that they form that friendship and have various things in common and I just wanted to I just wanted to sort of bring normal conversations into it little things that people say that can be just really not helpful you know like Mm. cheer up that does nothing And little, you know, and thoughts that the character had in terms of her mental illness and what she was going through and how she sort of thought about things. And like I've been working on the feature, it's been developed into a feature. So I've been Mm -hmm. doing that sort of for the past year. And it's been so nice expanding on that even more just 
because I think that is that's what's needed those those small conversations the mm-hmm. following the characters in their relationships and how it affects it affects those different relationships with different people with past friends with you know siblings with parents and um yeah her journey you know she has ups and downs it's not just oh, all of a sudden you're cured it, it, it is a journey yeah and I don't want to spoil too much of the film but there was one part that really resonated with me about how like you said earlier how little things don't really help like the little things people think are helpful but aren't actually like how you know just be happy or like don't, just don't be sad like yeah. these like depression and other mental illnesses they're not a choice like you can't you, you don't choose to be sad and you can't just choose to be happy if you're in the depths of depression or some other mental illness so that's something that really it just hit me really hard yeah it, it's like if someone broke their arm you wouldn't sort of say oh I fix your arm <laughs> Mm-hmm. like oh unbreak your arm you wouldn't say that to them and I think it's it's just weird that people do like some of the things that they say just just don't say it like it yeah. doesn't help and it's a lot of the time like it you know there's such a lack of understanding that people don't mean to be ignorant or they don't mean to be hurtful but it you know there is that lack that it it, it is that way it does come out as harmful yeah and I like how this was written from a teenager's perspective and not an adult imposing their values and their beliefs onto the teenager. Like, you know, a mom or a parent talking to the kid being like, oh, I think this will help you without really recognizing that each child and also this younger generation, they're going through something that is completely different from you know, the people that came before us, you know, with like social media and like how kids are talking to each other nowadays. I think Mm -hmm. it's great that this was spoken to and represented from a teenager's perspective. Oh, thank you. And yeah, it means a lot here and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And also, you know, how do you think that adults and older people can, perhaps if you have, if, if they have children or younger people in their lives, how do you think that they can start better understanding mental health and talking to younger people about mental health? I think one of the most important things is to listen and to accept if, you know, if someone is brave enough to say that I'm struggling, then it's not for you to say, no, you're not, or no, you know, it's fine. We'll, we'll change that. It's to say, okay, well, like I'm here for you. I understand that. And we're, you know, together we can try and get through this. And it is so much about just listening rather than being quick to offer advice or to, you know, to sort of be like, oh yeah, cheer up or, oh, we'll, we'll get through this. Oh, you know, it'll be fine. It will just, you know, I'm sure you're just having a bad day. Like Mm -hmm. (laughs) just acceptance and yeah, really listening and telling someone that you're there for them. Um, that's, what's most important yeah and I think just mental health in general is such a hard topic to dissect because there are so many different factors and everyone's story is different through your own journey of mental health was there a point where you realized that you needed a change or like was there a defining moment moment where you really wanted to recover from this um I think like that's the thing with acceptance and understanding what you're going through it changes so much because before you you can just get yourself into a state of I like I don't know what I'm going through so I'm just permanently going to be like this but if you 
saying no like this is something that I'm going through and a lot of other people have gone through it um there are a, a lot of people and I don't think again because it's so it's just not spoken about you don't understand how many other people have yeah. those similar experiences and that really helps and also just saying yeah like I'm I'm not going to feel like this forever um and then it, it makes it easier to get through that day to get through that that hour like just knowing that even if it doesn't feel like it will get better it, it definitely will yeah and honestly every single person struggles with something but yeah. people just don't talk about it like if you open up to one person like in faulty roots the two friends opening up to each other that little connection is so meaningful like you can find those people in life it's not just you know something that Ella made in a film like this happens in real life too <laughs> yeah you know speaking to other people and yeah just really letting them and them letting you know that you're there for each other it it's so important yeah and what is the meaning behind the title you know for people who haven't watched the film like what does faulty roots mean so it, it's sort of like in my experience and with the character's experience, it's it's not caused by any event, you know. Again, like it is such a misconception that it's something bad has happened to make a person mm-hmm. depressed. And sometimes it does work like that, but sometimes it doesn't. There's literally no reason. All of a sudden you can just struggle and it sort of came from the character saying, well, you know, it's sort of a part of me. It's, it's, it's my roots and they sort of feel like, oh, who I am and my roots must be faulty then if, all of a sudden like I'm just struggling and I can't find happiness and it's mm-hmm. sort of them playing on that mm-hmm. yeah and knowing that your mental health struggles don't define you like just yeah. because you've experienced something negative in the past doesn't mean that this is going to be your whole life there is mm-hmm. a way out of this and I just think that the fact that the film ends on such an aspirational note like that idea that there is light at the end of the tunnel and that just because you you've you've gone through this in the past doesn't mean that that is who you are yeah definitely yeah and since you know you and I are pretty close in age I just think there's so many young people you know starting to talk more about mental health and talk about things that aren't addressed by adults and it's kind of crazy how this is something that we think that adults should be addressing like it's almost like we're growing up faster nowadays, yeah. if that makes sense. Do you, yeah. do you feel that? Yeah, I think like with each generation, like it's people become so much more understanding. Um, you know, obviously that's not always the case, but people do like take, it feels like people almost take other people's feelings into consideration more and know and are able to sort of stand up more for what is right and what is wrong. And definitely like with mental health, obviously it, it has been, spoken about more but there's still so much more like as a lot of the people that make decisions in terms of um you know clinical advice and support and resources mm-hmm. and tools, like they are the older generation so mm-hmm. there's so much more to do with that like we can speak about mental health so much more but it, it takes a lot of people who need to make those changes as well mm-hmm. what do you think change comes from like how can people just people listening can what little changes in their lives do you think could help raise awareness for mental health um just really listening to people like if someone reaches out for support then 
listening to them and validating their experiences mm. and you know the more people that are able to take that step and sort of be brave and speak about their experiences the more normalized it will become and also the people who listen to those experiences and and really are there and don't deny or don't tell them to just cheer up and get over it like that helps too because then more people feel comfortable with sharing those experiences and just mm. you know and then that will that will really make a difference yeah and I understand that one of your goals is just to change the representation of mental health in media like media specifically and I think since we grew up with social media and not you know the older generations growing up with nothing I think that it's almost easier for us to be vulnerable online because you know we're behind a screen so I think that's definitely a great way to to start you know talking to people online and because I just think like in person, it can be a little bit intimidating to be so vulnerable at first. Yeah, definitely. And there are also like Incredibles, for example, I'm an ambassador for STEM4, which is a charity here in um, the UK. And they have their resources include a range of apps. Mm. And I think that's amazing because, again, that's something that helps it's a positive use of, of the media as a such and of technology in that mm. yeah people access those apps anonymously like you said and just behind a screen like they don't have to sort of if they're not ready to admit that they're struggling to to their family yeah. or, to their, or you know to a doctor they can start getting help that way and it's so easy for them to access that which is sort of a wonderful thing with yeah technology now yeah can you talk a little bit more about stem for and the resources that you know, they're advocating for because I feel like in Taiwan and in Asia in general, there aren't a lot of resources for mental health support. Like I said earlier, like therapy and like counseling is pretty st- heavily stigmatized. So I'm just wondering what it looks like, like what mental health support looks like in other countries. I mean, to be honest here in the UK, like in general, it's still really bad. Like mm-hmm. if you yeah, therapy is just, it's not talked about at all. If people do go to therapy, it's oft, they often wouldn't admit that. Um, and a lot of people would just think, no, you know, I don't want that. That's, that's not going to help me. Um, and then sort of, even if you did want to go to therapy, there's often like a three month wait list and mm-hmm. have experience of sort of, of waiting and then getting the therapy and then sort of being like, oh, well, we can only continue if, if you're about to, you know, if you're having suicidal thoughts or if you're at your absolute worst and lowest, that's only when mm. we can help. And yeah. something with STEM4, they focus on early intervention. So, you know, making sure that people, it doesn't have to be that they've reached crisis point to get that support. It's, you know, it's taking care of your mental health from the start, like making sure that you never get to that point, which mm. is wonderful. Yeah. That's so important because people think that you only need help when you're at your worst state, like the most extreme side of things. But early intervention, that's actually the first time I've heard of that. Intervening early before things progress even worse. Because I feel like everyone gets like, you know, everyone gets sad, but there comes a point where that sadness lasts a really long time. And, you know, it's not just with depression, but there are other mental illnesses that people struggle with. And if you're able to stop it before it progresses, like that is the best way to, that is the best way to help people so that they don't have to struggle with those negative side effects and those, you know, those constant 
self-doubt and negative thoughts. So early intervention, I think, is a really, really great resource or like just a way to address this problem. Yeah, and I think it's it's so important for everyone to take care of their mental health. You know, no one should ever be struggling with their mental health or um, not know how to take care of it. And you know, there is a difference between being sad and having a bad day and having a men, you know, having an actual illness. But yeah, it's so important for everyone to just yeah really be on top of their mental health and know when they are having bad days and what they can do to to help with that. So just the more that people know on how to take care of their mental health, the better. Yeah. And especially now since, you know, with COVID, so many people are in lockdown, like in quarantine, I think now that people are spending more time alone with their own thoughts or perhaps spending way too much time with family and like just being in like a confined space, I think mental health is more important now than ever. Yeah, definitely. You know, it's, it's had such a huge impact on everyone it's been a, such a weird I mean it's been over a year now like yeah either yesterday or the day before was um sort of the like the anniversary of our lockdown here in the UK and it's like we're still in <laughs> lockdown now and it, you know, it, it's extremely hard so it is making sure that you know if you have to take the time off to just really focus on your mental health like that's something that you have to do yeah And with what you said earlier about acceptance, like if you need, if you need some time or some space with your, just for yourself, because you're perhaps struggling, the other person, perhaps if you, you know, you schedule something with someone else, I think that everyone should be more accepting of the current situation and how people really, you know, you never know what someone else is going through. And it's just so important to be understanding and not assume that people are just you know people are lazy or just not on top of things because that's not the way to approach this Mm, yeah I mean like I saw this tweet of someone who worked in the UK industry who got fired from their job because they took a day off work for mental health reasons and they literally said like I should have just said that it was for a physical reason like they said that's that's why they got fired it's like that's horrible to hear and the fact that you know that is still happening now like as much as mental health has been talked about more it you know people still treat it as being so less important than physical health yeah because people care so much about your physical like exercising eating right and doing all these things to care for our physical health so we can you know live longer and stuff like that but we completely forget that you know our mental health is as just as important, if not more important, because if you don't have a healthy mental health, then how are you supposed to take care of your body, you know? Yeah. And I'm curious how COVID has impacted perhaps your own mental health and the work that you do, because, you know, with filming and stuff, I understand that you have to be, you have to be in person, like everyone's working together. So how has that impacted your work? I mean, like, I've been really lucky in terms of how, my work was almost scheduled on what we've been doing. So I planned to do an animation right before lockdown. And, you know, when lockdown happened, like I was still able to go ahead with that. Um, and then I was in development for the feature version of Faulty Roots, which has been script writing, emails, you know, working with producers, really developing it. So that's 
been able to go ahead and then um when I was sort of ready to shoot again we're allowed to do film shoots here even in lockdown it's still something that is allowed to go ahead as long as you know you do tests and you follow the yeah. guidelines so in terms of that like I feel like I've been really lucky and that you know it's sort of worked out that I've been able to just do what I was going to do anyway um and for me like that's been so helpful to my mental health because I absolutely love my work and I love what I do and that's you know that's kept me occupied like that's what I've spent my time doing so I mean obviously I miss family and friends and normal stuff but it's definitely helped being able to still do all of that yeah that's amazing and I, I'm really excited for your feature film I understand that that's in the works and I you know after watching your short film I feel like there's so many parts where I want to like I want to watch more so I'm really excited for the longer version and I think that's just the thing with short films where there's so many parts where you know, perhaps we want to elaborate more on. And I just, you know, especially with this very unique topic of mental health in film, which is something that you rarely see nowadays, like addressing specifically mental health in film. So very excited for you. Thank you. And I have one last question to end the podcast. But before that, if listeners could take away one lesson from our conversation, what would you say that would be? just how important it is to really be there for people and to you know let them know that it's it's a good thing for them to share any worries that they have or if they're struggling Mm -hmm. to then yeah be be accepting of that and be just in there for each other yeah that's so important and yeah, for my last question of the podcast, since my podcast is called It's Growing Season, I believe that just like crops, humans go through different seasons in their lives. So I wanted to ask you, how would you define the specific season in your life? Ooh, um, <laughs> I would say, um, I don't know, just very interesting. Like it's been, it's been such a contrast. Obviously, it's been the weirdest year in terms of, <laughs> a pandemic and yeah. you know literally like there was a law in the UK where you literally weren't allowed to sit on a bench with another person like oh. you're only allowed to go on walks but you weren't allowed to sit down or to even pause <laughs> like, that's, that's so like foreign like that's like an ultimate yeah. universe it's been an incredible year for me because I've gotten to work on so many amazing projects and you know and and go on amazing podcasts and talk to so many different people so although sort of there's been that lack of contact there's also been new contact so mm. yeah it's been just a like a contrasting season I guess of yeah good and bad mm-hmm. I love that and for our listeners who are curious to learn more about you and the work that you do where they can uh, where can they find you uh, I'm on Instagram at popsella and Twitter Ella underscore Greenwood and then I have my website ellagreenwood.com and then all of my work is Broken Flames Productions, which is the website and also on Twitter and Instagram. Mm -hmm. Ella, thank you so much for joining me today. It was so amazing hearing your own journey and your story. And thank you so much for the work that you do in advocating for mental health. Thanks so much. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed it, please don't forget to leave me a review and give me a follow. 
And you can also find me on my Instagram at mags.lee and at its growing season, as well as my website, which is growwithmaggie.com. And you'll be able to find all of this in the show notes below. Thank you so much again for taking the time to listen. And I hope to see you in a future episode. Bye, everybody.